Ugh. You alright over there? Yeah. It's gonna be an interesting, I think, episode. <laughs> I just, my entire day, I'm not, I did not prepare myself well, and here I am. <laughs> now we just gotta get into the mindset. I think we need to, like, Wait, do I have anything that will... I'll have something that gets us in the mood for Shadow and Bone. Ooh, let me smell! Oh, this is... This one had sparklies on it. <coughs> I wasn't ready. You knew it? Well, I saw that it oh. says the Darkling. No. Oh! <laughs> me throwing it across the room. There's the lighter. Uh, it's in my room. It's in your room. Yeah, which we are not in. Um, Do you just have matches in that big bag of tricks? Um, I have tabs. Oh, that one's really pretty! Oh, it sparkles pink. Smells like fresh linens. Yes. Which, I feel like this smells like your house normally smells. Yeah? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's really good. I think it smells good. Yeah. Okay. I do not have This is not the darkling candle. This is the dirty hands candle. Yeah, get your hands dirty. Oh my gosh. Did you listen to that song? Did Allie send you that song? What song? Dirty by, uh... Christina Aguilera. No, I knew you were going to say I knew as soon as I said Dirty, you were going to say Christina Aguilera. Uh, no, it's started by somebody. Anyways, she was like, is this not Kaz's song? I listened to it, and it was like, ugh, you know what? I'm just gonna have to play it for <laughs> Do Oh, you... shit, are you recording again? Are you yeah. Do... Oh, damn. You always get me! Yep. I sure do. It's like the one thing I take pleasure in anymore. Is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, or are we doing this one first? Because I see you're already prepped for this. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Look. I keep pulling this up. You keep saying, we're going to do the Shadow and Bone show reaction, and then I keep pulling up all my Caraval stuff like I'm trying to push it on you. Which is really funny. No, we're doing Shadow and Bone. Okay. I don't need it. Throw any of this. away the Caraval. We're get, not doing get it. Get the notes out of here. Get out of here. No reviews whatsoever. All right. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. We're going straight to Shadow and Bone. Let's do it. The long-awaited anticipation did not happen together. Uh, I took some leave, and so Sarah tried to wait and did not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, she, yeah. no okay. we gave her permission. It was totally fine. So when I, when I say <laughs> I tried to wait, I waited two days after the show came out. That is 48 of the most excruciating <laughs> hours of my entire life. Yeah. Knowing that the show was there. So what did I do? Um, I watched that first ten minutes that they had released the night before just over and over again. Really? I just watched that first ten minutes, and <laughs> some of my favorite scenes in the whole show still in that first ten really? minutes. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I could just watch the first ten minutes of the show and just be perfectly happy. <laughs> I love it so much. I think I must have blacked out, because like, when I actually sat down to watch the show and I'm watching the first ten minutes, I'm thinking back to the first ten minutes that they leaked, right? Well, not leaked, but they like purposefully leaked anyway yeah purposely purposefully released. released thank you like not leaked it wasn't a secret it wasn't a surprise 
Or I'm watching it, and I remember Matt playing video games because we were downstairs, and I was watching it, and I'm like, this isn't the same ten minutes, like, as if I, like, had a problem with it. I'm like, this is not the same exact ten minutes them bitches gave me. Like, excuse me? And I was like, why are you, why do you sound upset about this? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I was really worried what you were going to think when you watched the show. Really? Because when I finally did watch it, uh, it did take me two days. We did six episodes one day and two the next, a Friday and a Saturday. And I was just absolutely obsessed with it from day day one. Technically day three. But <laughs> from the moment the show comes on, I already know. I am getting, like, Twilight, it's the year 2008 vibes. I'm sitting in the yes! movie theater watching the midnight premiere being like, this is going to be my entire personality now. Thank you very much. And uh, so far, it has been. Yeah, it really has. So much so that we're sitting in front of a almost finished decapo. I mean, oh, yeah. it's so far from finished. <laughs> so if uh, but it looks really good, the colors in the sky look very, oh, very good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. It, what Alyssa's referring to is if any of you are friends with me on TikTok, you'll know that I'm currently trying to recreate the decapel painting that Kazan and Edge steal from Jan Van Eck, because uh, we got to see it in the show in that first ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Which Not the ten minutes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that part was. In that in that <laughs> ten minute clip, uh, we got to see what the painting looks like, and I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I'm going to try to paint that. I don't paint landscapes. I do characters, and so this is... This is a whole different... She's nailing it so far. Oh, thanks, Liz. It looks really good. You see my little horses there? Or maybe they're cows. I don't know. They're some kind of hoofed animal. It's really funny because you have, like, the fold up there, right? (laughs) I have the fold labeled. (laughs) It's not colored in at all. It's just labeled. So my eyes immediately go to the F and the D, and I'm like, oh, why'd she write Ford up there? (laughs) Oh, it does kind (laughs) of look like that. That's funny. (laughs) I'm like, is it for me? I'm just kidding. Is this where I go? (laughs) <laughs> yep. So, who knows? Maybe one day I will actually pick up a paintbrush again and finish it. I'm horrified to finish it. like, to keep working on it. I don't know. I just... I, first of all, I picked acrylics for it, and it should be done in oil because oh, of the layering, but... I see. Whatever. We're here now, and that's that's what's happening. It looks... Anyway, it looks very good. So, overall, we liked the show. Yeah. I want to ask you some, like, more specific questions okay. on some of the things. And I'm coming up with these on the fly. Okay, let's go. Uh, who were your favorite characters in the show? <laughs> were they different from your favorite characters in the Grishaverse, in the in the bookish, in the Bookaverse? Book in of Grishaverse. In the Book of Grishaverse. Um, no, I really liked Kazan and Nej. I honestly think this series gave me more an appreciation for Jesper. I always thought he was funny, but, like, watching him on screen, he just brought so much to, like, that, that, um, that trio, that Three Musketeers. It was super funny. I really enjoyed Jesper more than I did in the books. Because, I mean, I did. It's, like, really unfair to say, like, Kazan and Nej were so far up. No, like, mostly all of the crows were, like, I'm making, like, this weird-ass gesture in front of Sarah, but they're all, like, really neck and neck, but seeing Jesper and how he interacts with Kaz and Inej just made it so much better. Like, the, the, can't convince me. I like the six, and this part made me so kind of upset, and I think you know what I'm gonna say is, is I think Six of Crows could have been its own show and done just so much better, you know? Like, just done so much, 
I'm glad we got this intro to them so everybody can see how awesome it is and everybody's going to go read the books because these people obviously have an agenda and you want to know about it. But I think the shadow... I found myself wanting everything to go back to the crows. Oh, same. And, it, and it was like, Boo, get off the screen. I know. <laughs> Every time they come back on, you're like, now back to the good part. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that was kind of weird. Uh... Yes, I agree. I mean, but I don't discount that the Shadow and Bone was a good origin story for setting the scene for the rest of the Grishaverse, and that was done very, very well. Like, aesthetically pleasing, I was very... I still kind of don't really like how they did Alina's powers, that still, like... Like the way it looks? Yeah. Okay, I can get behind that. Because I thought it would be, like... I mean, it's probably super hard in, like, the special effects world, maybe? I don't know, I'm not a special effects artist. Sure. But, like, I didn't think, like, when she, like, emits power or anything, it would be so linear or shapely. In the books, it seems like it just it, like, comes from her skin. Yeah. Right. And so that's just a fluid type thing. And rather than, like, so rigid and structured, I thought it was, like, more like, instead of, like, when she's with the bogger and she's making those balls, I thought it was, like, her just trying to, like, summon from her body, like, use her body rather than her hands as, like, a force projection thing? I don't know if that makes any type of sense. Like, You look like from... you're focusing really hard on trying to find the right words for this. Whatever. Your brows are super furrowed. <laughs> I'm trying to incorporate more lines that you see in every young adult My brows book. are furrowed. <laughs> the brows were furrowed. They released a breath they didn't know they were holding. Oh, what was that from? Every single book you've ever read ever. <laughs> Like, go back, tell me it's a lie. No, it's not. Where's I can't remember where that one was from. All of them. I mean, true, but more recently, where did I read that one? Uh, there are there are so many. So that many. I, I actually heard this on another podcast. Really? That they were like, I absolutely hate when this sentence comes up in books, and it's when they released Pebbles? a breath they didn't know they were holding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry. Just come for her like that. Yeah, come for Sarah J. Moss like that. Yeah, and then I started to see it in every book that I read. I was like, no, they were right. Every <laughs> single time. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, back to the show. Back to the show. So, alright. So your favorite character? Inej. 100%. Inej. God, she's so pretty. She's so so daring. She's so good at what she does. I really like that conflict because I feel like we didn't really get to see that part as much because of who she is in those books already in Six of Crows. This is kind of like doing the pre-work for us. Yeah, we got to see like where she starts because she starts off the series being like, oh, I don't kill. And she goes to Jesper and asks asks him to kill someone for her. And Jesper's like, you know, me killing somebody for you and you killing them is, like, not that far removed, right? And, uh, she's like, can you just do it? Because she's uber-religious and they really, they play that part up in the show, I think to the right degree. Mm -hmm. Um, and it gives her this connection to Alina and more so a connection to Ravka than I thought the crows were going to have. I was like, how are they gonna connect these? And that's kind of how they did it, was because I think Inej's religion played a big part yeah. in that. I thought it was, like, that part was really done, really well done, because then when the crows get Alina or whatnot, like, you see Inej was like... 
Yeah, I, so I just watched Black that queen. episode like two hours ago. <laughs> where, My queen, you may leave. You can do no wrong. <laughs> where she kills both of the Inferni, the twins, mm-hmm. yeah. Polina and... Polinsky, I don't know. I'm just stuff now. Polina and Paul, probably. Persky. I don't know. Anyways, Polina and the other one. And you're like, oh my god, not only did she kill the one guy, and Kaz is like, and as you saved my life, and she's just like, fuck! And then she kills Dear her loyal. sister, and she's like, I'll take my knife back then, and lets her fucking bleed out. I was like, oh, this escalated quickly. She was like, mm. And then Inej becomes Inej, the one we all know and love. Um, Alright, so Inej is your favorite character. Mm-hmm. Who's my favorite character in the show? This one's pretty tough. Um, really? It's Kaz. <gasps> I was like, oh, it's Jesper, obviously. <laughs> so, here's why I feel like I don't want to say Jesper's my favorite character, even though he's the most enjoyable to watch on screen. It's because I think, I think Kit Young did an absolutely fantastic portrayal, but he didn't have the hardest job. I think Freddie Carter had the harder job bringing Kaz's character to life. Oh my god, yes. And he put the work in. Oh. And my god, I think it was beautiful. It really just... Oh my god, you're so right. <laughs> He's Kaz. Thank you. Thank you. Completely agree. Who's Freddie Carter? <laughs> this is a- I forget exactly where I left off. But the point being, <laughs> I think Kit Young had the easier job in portraying a very... Shit. Whoops. <laughs> But anyways, uh, oh, a this. very charismatic character, and yeah. he totally nailed it. It was yeah. literally like seeing Jesper leap off the page. It really was. For Kaz, for the writers, for the directors, for Freddie Carter, they had to take a character whose dialogue like happens almost entirely in his own head. Right. And somehow make that character likable <laughs> on TV, where you don't hear anyone's inner monologue, other than Alina's. Oh, right, yeah. But, again, j- brilliant. I thought it was just brilliant. They added... Of course he's different from Book Has. Uh-huh, yeah, he's different. But he has to be, I think. Yeah. I think he had to be in order to appeal to an audience that doesn't widely consume... Yeah. Or that isn't intended to have to consume the book in order to like this character. Right. I think they had to change a lot of things, not hugely, but subtly, in order to make it more cinematic. Yeah. You know, they messed with the timelines, they made everybody a bit older, which I'm a huge, huge fan, fan of. Because it wasn't realistic that they were, like, 16 years old, yeah. being, like, big wigs that they are. I'm like, it's, this is more believable as a 20-year-old, a 19-year-old, for sure. Even though that's only, like, a couple more years, it just gives them all more... Depth. Or even older than that. I like that they didn't even mention the, the ages at all. Yeah. It's like, now you get to project onto them whatever you think is appropriate mm-hmm. for their age. Yeah. Um, which I thought was great. And we get some just really fantastic scenes of the crows knocking back shots, oh, which we didn't so get funny. in the book. And I'm just, look. Here for that. Speaking of Freddie Carter... <laughs> The scenes where he runs his hand through the Kaz haircut, oh my god. Cinematic masterpiece. I mean, (laughs) like, 
that that audio runs through my head. My name's Gabby. I'm 12 years old <laughs> and I'm pregnant as fuck. Like <laughs> that's what I think every time he like steals Jesper's drink, runs his hand through his hair, oh, looking through the crow club, runs his hand through his hair. I am like. This man, how is this Stop. so sexy? Stop! <laughs> Quit it. Please do less, but also please continue to do exactly what you're doing. <laughs> Don't stop never do. <laughs> You know what? He's got to have this effect. He's got to know. Did you spill? Why do I, every single time we record something, I have to dump something on me? This is very true. It's funny, though. I, For me. I mean... Thank you for your being here today. It's my fake root beer. My Zevia root beer is now all over my leg. Luckily, the leg caught it all, though. That's nice. The rugs are still dry. We did it. Not that I would really do anything to clean it right away if they weren't, but, you know. Mm. I could at least pretend. (laughs) Okay. So, Kaz is my favorite character, and Nez is your favorite character. Mm Mm-hmm. Who do you think portrayed their character the best on screen? I know this might seem like I'm asking you the same question, but I'm not. You're right, you're not. Well, obviously it wasn't now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really like the way the Darkling portrayed himself. Oh, okay. I really did. I really liked how he seemed to get across more in the show than he did in the book. Like, reading it, like, you know, you kind of know the character, but, like, seeing him actually act it out and having those human emotions, even in the flashbacks, and then when he's trying to woo Alina, and you can't tell, again, like, we brought this up several times, we can't tell if it's because he actually really likes her, or... Because he's trying to use her. Yeah. And that was, I was like, damn. I definitely had more of that conundrum watching the show than I did reading the books. I, there was no, I'm pretty sure I said this in our episode on Shadow and Bone, Sorry, I was I'm like, there was no me. point in time in the book where I thought that the Darkling actually cared for Alina. It was just manipulation the whole time. Right. The way Ben Barnes plays this character, I'm like, go off. I don't know. <laughs> he's <laughs> really making me think he always to her. say. He's, he definitely gets across the point that she is important to him, mm-hmm. that she is necessary to him, but whether or not that comes from any place of genuine human emotion, I st- it's up in the air for me. And I've read the series. Yeah. I know where this goes. <laughs> I just, I really liked it. He didn't, his intentions, like I felt, like, I mean, I still felt betrayal in the book, even though like we, we joke like the Dark Lane. Oh no! Oh, we a character named the Darkling isn't gonna be bad. He's a bad guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, shocker! Um, I still felt that betrayal, even just watching it. I was like, "Oh, I know where this goes." Like you said, but damn, do I feel this? So I don't know. I really liked how he, how Ben Barnes did it. I mean, do I just want Ben Barnes? Probably, but he makes you care about the character. Yeah. I'll say that much. Yeah. The person I think portrayed their character the best is the apparat. God, you're so right! You're so fucking creepy! I <laughs> love the casting oh of this God. character. I you're think, so right. Th- okay, so there are differences in every character of how I imagine them to look in the book. Mm-hmm. 
as I assume, as is with everybody, as to how they looked on screen. That's mm. fine. I can deal with that. The app rat looks exactly the way I pictured him. Okay. I mean, exa- it is like I dreamed him up. Really? And the way he plays the character. It's just, it's perfect. He is the right amount of creepy and potentially manipulative, and he's just absolutely fantastic. I love that, to be honest. Sorry, I'm trying to find a character that I thought the apparat reminded me of, and I can't remember his name, so I'm trying to find it, which is really funny to me, and I'm probably not going to, but... (laughs) Thanks for taking this, us on this journey with you. I know, I'm sorry. I was listening, but I was also trying to multitask and be like, um... That's why I don't try to multitask. Here we to go. quote the cinematic masterpiece, Robots. It's... Never try, never fail. I love robot. That's one of my dad's favorite movies. That is such a great movie. I like it the way you do it right there. I can only think of Chingy. Oh, right there, right there. Uh, this is what I thought the apparatus would look like it's funny it's from disenchantment from disenchantment <laughs> the matt groaning show on netflix huh i don't know why i thought that he was creepy enough to be the app rat anyway so all right obviously i was Hot really take. i was really pissed when i found out he was a real human obviously <laughs> I'm kidding, yeah so obviously. it doesn't look exactly the same but i mean you're not far off Matt growing characters, human beings, you know. There's inspiration. Same, same. One it's all whatever. That's funny. Sorry. No. Sorry I took us there anyway. Continue. That's okay. I'm glad to have glimpsed into your mind. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just kind of telling me how your day went today without <laughs> telling me how your day went today. <laughs> Had a long, random day. <sighs> and yeah. now, here we are. And here we are. Recording some long, random podcast. Same, same. Right. How do you feel about where the show went? Do you think they revealed things, anything too early? <gasps> oh, great question. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, obviously I'm leading you, but... Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm about to go off. Go off, sis. Here go we off are. Go off this club. The club is going up. On... Oh, it's not on, Tuesday. On, I thought I know, it was Tuesday. It's a- Damn it. I was okay. like, oh, it's Wednesday. You heard me go, uh... Um, so... I will say a disclaimer. Okay. If if I were Eric Heiserer, the showrunner, if I only had one shot, I get eight episodes and a limited budget to tell the story of these characters. I don't think he got a lot wrong. No. Honestly. Like, if this was the one shot I got, right, I think that's why they incorporated the Six of Crows characters in there to begin with. Of course, now, knowing the show that was a huge success, they're obviously going to get more seasons. Six of Crows could have been its own thing, sure. Right. But if this was the only shot you got, um, you know, and I was surprised at how much of the Crows we saw. Mm-hmm. But, okay, things that... I thought they revealed a little too early. So now we're going to get into some spoilers, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, There were a lot of hints made towards Jesper being a fabricator. Yeah. There was the... The one that is most recent in my mind is the, the showdown with him and Ivan, where... Ivan's like, like, what are you? How are you doing that? Oh, and yeah. And he's like, he... I should have shot you in the head. And he's like, oh, you're a... And then 
Jesper hits him, and I was like, <gasps> and I gasp, of course, because like, oh my god, he was gonna say Grisha. AJ hadn't read, so AJ's watching it with me. It, he hadn't read Six of Crows yet. He has now finished Six of Crows, so now he knows that Jesper's Grisha. But there were a lot of hints to that, like, oh, he fixed Kaz's cane after the Darkling cuts it in half with the cut, which I just realized today is how the cane gets broken in the first place. <laughs> Um, uh, so there's that. We reveal Pekka Rollins right off the bat, and the fact that Kaz and Pekka have this, you know, troubled, stormy history. We don't know exactly what it is, but we know that there's something there. Um, oh gosh, there was one other thing. There were two for me yeah. that we hadn't hit yet. The, the Jesper Grishoi. You say yours, because I'm probably just going to agree with those. Right. The number one, um, the Darkling's name being used. His real name. Oh. Alexander. Yeah. Was that like, was, like, very early on. I was like, I think, my, was, I think my heart stopped. I was like, what? He was like, call me Alexander. I said, what did he it's say? This is supposed to be easy. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> what did he say? It's like episode two or right. Like, I was like right, I right off the bat. Like it's like two. And you're like, wait, what? This was a big deal this in the a book. Huge deal in the book. I mean, sure, go off. Ugh. And right. the second one, they revealed he. They got Kaz to reveal why crows already. I was like, <gasps> that was the perfect fucking ending oh, to the duology. I not think of that one. Yeah, because that's not even that. Yeah, because that wasn't, wasn't even, oh, this was in Six of Crows, so we're going to put it in the show. That's at the end of Crooked Kingdom. Yeah. So it was like everything was leading up to that. It was right. leading up to this conversation that Kaz and Inej have. Uh, Again, you get one shot to kind of I to show who they no. are. <laughs> and they t- it seems to me like they're taking Per Haskell and the dregs completely out of the story. Yeah. Like, Kaz is his own thing. He's got his own gang. The crows are their own thing. And that was not the case in the books. Right. As we all know and love. Mm-hmm. You know, Per Haskell runs the dregs. Kaz is a member of the dregs. And there's in the dregs. Jasper's in the dregs. Um, like, they're not even referred to as, like, the crows, aren't they? Or, like, there's, like, no. one time. Yeah, they don't get referred to as crows. It's just that there are just little, little homages to crows throughout the series. And it isn't until the end of the second book when they say, why crows? Yeah. He's like, well, because they don't only remember the faces of the people who harm them, they remember the faces of the people that helped them and that loved them. Uh, but we did get some other great parts out of that scene. Give me goosebumps. Oh, so You're like tan. I told you that burn would turn into a tan. I'm pretty jealous. I told you. I don't tan, but <laughs> you look fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> In that same scene, we get Kaz saying, no saint ever watched over me, not like you have, which is not in any of the books, and I just thought... It doesn't matter. Oh my god. <laughs> I just... Oh. Uh, Kanej oh, gives me oh, life... Oh, oh. Gives me lifeblood. That oh. is... I have no words. All I have are those random noises mm-hmm. that I just used. It, it's just... Which is chef's kiss. Yeah. The universal language of chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so well done. It was. I think it's set up well enough to where if, which I think they're going to put Ice Court, the Ice Court heist in the next I mean, fucking better. Um, season. God, I can't wait to see that cinematically. <sighs> oh, it's literally going to be Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> I just, but with them. 
I just can't wait for Wylan and Nikolai in season two. The second these characters get cast, I am fangirling, stalking the shit out of these people. I am so excited for these characters. Did they announce Shadow and Bone season two yet? Or no? I don't think so. There was some talk like right before it got released that it had already been optioned for a season two, but I think Netflix does that with like all of its series. Mm-hmm. They auto they automatically buy the season two and like get them all into contracts before they're worth more, or before they can ask for more. Yeah. Um, so they're definitely gonna make a season two. That's my professional opinion as somebody who has never worked a day in their life in the entertainment industry. <laughs> um, but yeah. As far as how far they can take this show, I have no idea. I don't know. All I know, I'm, I'm loving it. It's my new comfort show. I'll put it on in the background while I'm painting or cleaning or doing other things. It just brings me such joy. Serotonin levels, all-time high. Yeah, sorry, I just wanted to go to their page and see. No, they have not said anything. Yeah, I feel like that would be a big official... Hoopla. Plus, I just love the cast. I watch all of their, like, interviews and their live streams that they do. I just think they're great people. They're so great, and they've bonded so much, so it's super fun to watch them do these things. And they love the story. Yeah. They've all read the books. They have a personal investment in the characters, the ones that they portray and the ones that they don't. Like, I, I, oh my god, I think it's awesome. I rewatch like the scenes where Lee Bardugo meets the characters in costume for the first time, way more often than I should. And it like, <laughs> and of course she cries. And I feel like I feel like Lee and I would get along. Um, oh, yeah. Not because we're both witches, but because I mean, <laughs> I feel like we're big empaths and we cry for over everything. <laughs> and. uh... Yeah, so, Lee, when you're listening to this... Yeah. Because I think you listen to all my podcasts in of my canon. Um, I mean, how could she not? I just like to watch <laughs> videos of you cry over Freddie Carter. <laughs> I just really relate to that. Oh, and the fact that, like, I got, su- I got super emotional, like, way more emotional than I thought I would, when I got to see Lee hug... Alina in the freaking show. In the episode, I knew. Oh my god! Oh my god! The instant she showed up, I grabbed AJ. I was like, AJ, that's the author. That's Lee Bardugo. She's in a kefta. Look! Oh my god! And he's like, what? That's a lot of words you just threw at me right there. <laughs> I'm like, it's her. She's amazing. She got the hugger. I was like, I'm yep. crying. Yep. I'm the keftas look so good. Oh my god! I want one. Everyone just knows one. Looks so. Good. Mm-hmm. Props department. Props to you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm retiring now. Thank you. I will say the one set that I didn't think looked like I pictured in my head was like their dining room situation. That looked different in my head to me. Oh. That was a cute little comedic relief with her uh, her taster. He was like, oh my god, this job is so cush. I was so happy when the last guy died. I was like, (laughs) that's some very choice dark humor. Oh my gosh. And then her and Zoya fighting. Okay, go off. Yeah. I really wish. Fine. That scene was okay. I wasn't big on it. Go ahead. We're ignoring the elephant in the room. 
Mal. He was so great in the show. That's all I could think about today was, like, the rewrite of Mal's character. Because it's not a redemption for him. It's just a no, rewrite of his character it's entirely. It was needed. It added so much more to the story written as it was. I wish the books were like that. He it would have made me care about him so much more. Yeah, he said so many... His character has so many great things. I think Archie Renau makes him very likable. And, and, like, when he says to Alina... I'm sorry it took me so long to see you, but I see you now. He says that in the book, but it isn't accompanied by him also saying, I'm not afraid of you, or him saying that, you know, you don't owe me an explanation, I just want to protect you. He doesn't have, like, all those insecurities in this season. I think come next season, there might be some chinks in the armor. But who isn't insecure? Right. When when Nikolai's around, right? I'm insecure and he's not even real. Okay? <laughs> we gotta cut Mal some slack here. Yeah. Uh, I just I think they made the character awesome. And by choosing to tell the story to where we could see Mal and Alina's story running concurrently, because we don't know what Mal has been doing while reading Shadow and Bone, but right. we get to see it as it's happening in the show. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a big change in the way that you feel the story because you feel a little bit betrayed when Alina's like goes to Jenya and says can you heal the scar on my hand because Mal hasn't sent me any letters but he has sent her letters and she sent him letters but Jenya's been like psych nah (laughs) I'm actually still super conflicted about how I feel about Mal because I to me like I know show Mal and book Mal are different people and I'm glad that show Mal ended up the way he did because it's such, it's a more refreshing story, and I even think that even though in season two that um, there may be those insecurities, and we're going to see like a little bit of a darker side to him, or maybe we won't, maybe we, we won't get that, and we won't have that weird pull, but I just, to me it's really hard to forgive. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's just a personal character flaw of mine, that it is very hard to give. Like, he ruined my trust. I don't believe in him. I don't trust him. I don't like him. Yeah. It's hard to see him as an entirely different character when you have right, you know, for so long been like, this is Mal's character. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just... I really appreciate what they've done with him. He's still my least favorite character. (laughs) Yo, fair. I'll accept it. Hard left turn. Can I just say that I think having Nina and Matthias in this show was just fucking unnecessary? Oh! <laughs> unnecessary! Go off! I think it was completely unnecessary the entire time until the very end. Because the whole point of putting... I was like, what was the point of putting them in there? They're not gonna meet any of the other main characters until later down the road little did I know how much they were condensing the storyline. Then it all came together when they're all on the ship back to Ketterdam at the end, where they meet. I thought that was brilliant. That being said, uh, are they one of the most enjoyable parts of the show? Yes. Mm-hmm. Ab- absolutely. Incredibly. Oh my they, God, I love them. They're perfect. I love them. Danielle and Callahan, you guys are fantastic. Oh Plus, God. Callahan's our, our American boy. Holding it down for the Americans. Is he really? 
Yes, dude, he is. He did so good. <laughs> he is from the U.S. of A. He made me definitely think he was fucking Nordic, man. So there we go. Yeah, I think he nails that accent. Pretty good. Yes. So there's the one specific part with Nina Mathias where they're on the ice and she's saying the like, no, I'm beguiling you. Look, the mighty Fjordan has fallen. And she falls through the ice. I've read the book. I know he's going to save her, but his face in that moment, I swore he was going to drop her. I'm like, I know he doesn't drop her, but I'm looking at his face, looking at her, and I think he really might. I'd be scared if I was her. Oh, so good. Yeah. I so mean, good. yeah, the acting, the chemistry Sarah. between two of them, they are so good. Did I think it was a little unnecessary for season one? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Am I mad about it? Absolutely not. Could never be. I could never. Ugh, there is there is so little that I disliked about this show that I don't even think it's worth mentioning, to be honest. I think it totally knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I think it was very, very good. 10 out of 10 would watch again. <laughs> 10 out of 10 have watched again. We'll continue to watch again. I need to. I really do need to. I think I need to watch it before Matt goes. I just, at the same time, I want him to fucking read the book first. Sorry for listening to this, babe. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Because I just want you to appreciate these characters as much as I do. I read The Lies of Wakamura, and now the more that I think about it, the more I actually do really like that book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you read a book that you like. Do you think, if any of our listeners have not read Shadow and Bone, but watched the show, should they go back and put the time in and read the trilogy? Or, keep a secret, Game of Thrones it, and not read the books, just continue on with the series? That's really difficult, honestly. I'm about to say some baby crazy, who knows. I'd just say, start with the second book. (laughs) Skip the first book, read the second, see why we love Sturmhond, and then keep going, and then maybe not read the last one. That's up to you. <laughs> yeah, I'd say honestly, skip it. <laughs> if you haven't read it already. Eh. Just I know mean, if you're not into reading that as books. Like, right. if you loved the Game of Thrones show but wouldn't have t- given a second glance to, towards the books, don't worry about it. If you watched Game of Thrones... And you were like, I need to go. Do, I need to go read the source material. Then read the Shadow and Bone trilogy. Yeah, like Liz said, the second one is amazing. The third one is, it exists, and <laughs> that's about it. It is the source material for the show. I mean, but, absolutely, go read Six of Crows. I was gonna say, I was like, but we'll, we'll, we'll say go read Six of Crows and Cricket Kingdom hundred percent. Do that shit. I don't care if you've seen the show. Yeah. Read it. I I say read the duology, eh, the trilogy. Is that weird? Like, the more time, like, we've thought about it, it's like, would I read this again? I don't know. I don't know if I would. I... It's hard to say, like. Is it crazy that I like, I like the show better than the no. books? I like the show better. Have you ever said that about a book adaptation? I don't know. Maybe 2005 Pride and Prejudice. Dude. Maybe. That's true. That book slaps. Well, that movie slaps, really. Keira Knightley came fucking... She's born to play. Lindsay Becker. But then again, have you seen talks that they're trying to get Amita Saman in a Pride and Prejudice remake with... Dick Patel. Yep. 
Yeah. So I think that I that's fake. No. I definitely Don't think that's me. fake. But that would be so fantastic. I have had a huge crush on Dev Patel for the longest time. That would be the best freaking. Oh, I need it. Yeah, I need it. Good. I just need it. I just just tell me the lies. Yeah. Keep believing it then. It's happening. Thank I'll you. make it happen for you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate <laughs> it. Oh my goodness. I just love them so much. Watching that one interview that they did in London, and they're in, like, this, like, dark lit area, but behind them is, like, all nicely lit, and then all of a sudden, like, They, they turn the it into VX, a fold. Yeah, turn it into a fold, and uh, Alina jumps up, Malice screaming, um, and then Amita grabs Freddie Carter's shoe, and he's just, he's having the time of his life. Amita's screaming, and I was like, I just love them. <laughs> I just, just as people, I want to meet them. Like, these are the kind of people that I would wait hours for to see, like, at a Comic-Con yeah. scenario. Uh-huh. I wouldn't do that with fucking Marvel characters. I mean, maybe Chris Hemsworth for me. Or, sorry, Tom Hiddleston for me. I would do that for Tom Hiddleston. And maybe while we're at it, Sebastian Stan. But, you know, that, that's neither here nor there. You make excellent points. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston is the exception to the rule here. For I me. love this fan. Um... <laughs> But yes, this, they just, yes, they I just, just want them to continue existing. Oh my God, yes. I will support any of their future endeavors. Together and or apart. Yeah, hell, maybe I'll even go back and watch that horse show. Oh yeah! I mean, yeah. We should! We should do that together! We oh should God, do that together, we? yes. We're what? doing it. We're doing it. It's going on the schedule, we're watching that horse show. Rain? <laughs> Something rain. Something rain. Free rain? Probably, that sounds like it. R-E-I-N, because, you know, horses. horses. Nay. Maybe it'll make horse girls out of us. Right. I said that just to see Sarah's face. I'm because... ending the podcast. <laughs> We're quitting. We can't quit. We have three dollars. <laughs> it's, it's dinner time. It's Alright, so for all of its amazingness that the show was. Correct. We do have some controversy. We do. The... Stunt double for Amita, who plays an edge, mm-hmm. was a, a white girl mm-hmm. who they put in brown face to look more like her. Yeah. So, not a good look. Not in 2021. The good option. Or ever. Or ever. Like, it just was not a good way to do that. I no. mean. And of course, we, like, we don't work in the entertainment industry, true. right? So. Who's to say that there were no other applicants, but I'm pretty sure there were. I, I, there have to be non-white stunt actors. I mean, I would assume, yes. There's have to be. Somewhere. You exist. I know you do. Bollywood does all this kind of crazy shit. Why wouldn't they, like, they do all the musical numbers and amazingness. Like, like they would also have stunt doubles. Yeah. I don't know, I really but, like Bollywood, but that's just... <laughs> Lee Bardugo, as in the author, in case that wasn't clear. <laughs> She's a producer on the show, and she came out with an apology that I think people generally accepted as being super genuine, saying, like, I didn't know that this was a decision, we will not be doing this in future seasons of the show, I'll make sure this doesn't happen. I think people were overall pleased with that apology. Um, Yeah, just crazy to actually see people, and she posted the pictures on her Instagram, too, the stunt double did, of, like, her in brown face. Oh, did she? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, like, on the job, and it's like jarring 
Is it? To, oh, no. to be like, you're... <laughs> what? Oh, goodness. I um, did not see those pictures. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they're down now, but... Right. Yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, that's a thing that people still do in the entertainment industry. Yeah, I thought we got over that. But then, yeah, it's yeah, hard with that. So, who knows, but... I mean, it is Hollywood. They're very, they're very uh, leftist. They're definitely not right. I mean, I think Hollywood, like most other big money industries, their bottom line is always going to be the cash flow. That's true. Now I mean, I see jelly bean, jelly beans. Yes. All right. What else we got? And then the second thing, which Sarah's pointed out, is not really. It shouldn't be taken as controversy, I guess, because it's it's Alina when she was cast. There were there was a little bit of backlash over um, Jesse May, right? Jesse Maylee. Jesse Maylee, about her being more Asian and than people thought in the books. But uh, Alina's grandma was Shu, and she came from a Shu Ravka like. Parentage. I don't know why I'm stumbling over that word, but that was a hard word today. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was there was a little bit of backlash of of casting Alina because she looked more Asian than people thought in books. It's that's obviously not true. If you've read the books, you kind of know that Alina's grandma was Shu. So yeah, like she does have Shu heritage in the books, yeah. and it does get mentioned. And there is the part where she's talking to Jenya. In the first book, where she says, you know, don't change my eyes. Right. Like, that part was in the book, so I think when people are like, oh, they made the show needlessly more diverse than it needed to be, first of all, get out. Everybody deserves to be represented. And second of all, it was diverse in the book. book. It was diverse. So I really don't understand (laughs) where, uh, where we're getting off here. Yeah. But overall... Still, just an absolute win. Yeah, for me, the mm-hmm. whole thing. Really Loved good. It. Like we said, ten out of ten. Would listen, or sorry, would listen. LOL. Would watch again. I mean, I'll listen to it. I mean, I'll listen to it too, just in the background of things. But I absolutely cannot wait to see what they do with the second season. Like you said, you hoped for the ice town, ice, ice, ice <laughs> town heist. Always <laughs> oh, town heist. <laughs> Gonna sell my soul to the ice, ice town, town heist. <laughs> God, I can't even today. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> yes, I, I think the next season is going to correlate to book one, Six of Crows. And book two, Shadow and Bone. And Siege and Storm. Yeah. Oh my god. I think they're going to make it work. Get it. I mean, that's so. That's yeah. a powerhouse season. You introduced Nikolai. How is he not stealing all the screen time? That's what his character would do. I mean, where's the lie? I don't know. Where's the lie? It's him. I thought <laughs> he's famous. <laughs> He is. People know who he is. <laughs> That's a deep cut reference he's for a, all our book fans. He's devilishly handsome. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, he's not half bad looking. Ten out of ten would kiss. <laughs> would kiss him. Would have kissed him on the dock if that were me. Yeah. Had that been me, that boy would have been done kissed. Mm-hmm. I tell he would. Mm-hmm. And I probably would have leaned in a little bit more for that carriage scene. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-mm. Oh. Mm. That's what I said what I said. All right. Also in this narrative, we're all the same age, and we're not <laughs> creeping on an underage. Oh person. my god, you're right. Ew. Yeah. No, I think yeah, he's like... Yeah, well as well. I know. He's definitely 35, obviously. 
Anyways. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we would really love to know what you thought of the show. If yes. you watched it, if you haven't watched it, why the heck not? What are you doing? It's on Netflix. I know you got a Netflix subscription. <laughs> yeah, what are your favorite scenes? Who's your favorite ship? What did you like better? Like, like relationships? Yeah, like, like Kinej or oh, Darklina or Molina. only Kinej. I mean, I agree. Others <laughs> might think Molina works, but maybe only in this Netflix universe. But Who was your favorite character and why was it Jesper? <laughs> which, which scenes were you more excited for? The Six of Crows scenes or the Shadow and Bone scenes? And why was it always Six of Why Crows? is it Six of Crows? <laughs> We think we're funny, guys. It's fine. <sighs> yeah, reach out to us. Let, you, let us know if you liked this episode. We could do more uh, talking about book-to-movie, book-to-television yeah. adaptations. Those are super hot right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll probably do some more of these in the future. Yeah. Be sure to follow us on all of our social medias at Everything But The Book Pod. We got the TikTok, the Insta, the Facebook, the Facebook, the Gmail, the Twitter that we definitely don't tweet on. <laughs> the Twitter. I tweet. Do you tweet? I really need to look at it. It's like at least twice a month I tweet on the Twitter. Oh, so super big. (laughs) So like the active on the Twitter. (laughs) Alright, I think I broke Alyssa. She's just laughing maniacally, so. Oh. And our website. Everything but the book pod dot. What if we got a Snapchat? (laughs) There no Snapchat. I will not be doing the Snapchat. That seems like a lot of work. Uh, Reach out to us. We want to hear from you. We do. Let us know what you think. Yes. This has been Sarah. And Alyssa. Bye. Bye.